We're back. Episode three should be titled, Can They Stretch Out This Show Any Further? It's Drag Race Thailand. Welcome to Drag Race, the Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race Thailand Season One, Episode Three, titled "From Cut From Curtain to Couture." My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one fairy tale puppet herself from Bloody Podcast. Please say "Sawasadi Ka" to Lori Rockin' Camp. Hello, Lori. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's so funny because you know I read from a. And people don't know, I'm not just <laughs> improving a lot of these words. Uh, I'm reading them, and I just went to the doctor where they dilated my eyes. And yeah. I'm, it's, my vision's starting to come back, but it's still like little pictures. And so this is going to be very funny here, us trying to do this. Um, well, it does. It sounds like you're improvising. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, I'm just doing it off the cuff. We're just doing it live. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll just do it live. I'll yeah. write it, and we'll do it live. Yeah. And it was funny because he was mad because of the way they wrote an intro to, like, a music video at the end, right? Or something it was? Yeah, it was something really dumb. Yeah. Like, uh, my my second favorite one is the guy who was freaking out about the hammering. Do you ever, do you remember that? No, what's that like one? There's a newscaster who, like, was, there was, like, construction going on, and he mm-hmm. was like, I can hear them hammering. There's one that I can't find that I really like. I, I looked. You, it comes up on the search on YouTube, but the video doesn't come up. Is yeah. one time Connie Chung threw to she was throwing to a reporter, right? Yeah. And she's like, you know, let's go over to like I'm just making this up, you know, like you know Jim Biddy Bob over at the White House. He's gonna tell us, you know, why did President Bush? decide to go forward with the bill today rather than next week like he promised, right? So she's saying all that buildup. He doesn't know he's live on the air, and he goes, how should I know, Connie? And then he goes, oh, oh my God. He's like, Connie. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, but I can't find it. I really like that one. There's one that I also thought was funny that's about that they wrote an SNL. They wrote like a series of SNL sketches about. Which is the old guy who's like, oh yeah, don't you tell me how to be a newscaster. I was a newscaster before you were, you were even born. Like, and he goes, now I have your job. So yeah, <laughs> I know, so crazy. It's fun. Um, <coughs> oh no, I have COVID. Oh god, All right. no, I don't. Um, but you might. I, I wore a mask to the doctor. Uh, I'm going pretty hard on masks. I'm Are you really? A lot of masks, a lot of bandanas. So I'm really hoping that this actually is a thing because, like, well, I was I'm telling some a lot fr- of masks left over. I was telling some friends. I had some friends over the other day that you know, Doctor Fauci in an interview said, hmm. you know, conservatively, he was saying that you know, if Must every my invitation. Oh no, you were invited. You said I would rather not go. Oh, that's right. I did say that. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I said, I said, please come. And you were like, no, I'm going to go help my dad with computer problems. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, I think I said I'd rather swallow my own butthole than go. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, so uh, we were talking. I said the Dr. Fauci in the interview said, like, you know, if everything goes according to plan, he thinks that we should be getting back to somewhat normal life at the end of next year, early 2022. Okay. Okay. And I was saying, even if we do, if, if even if that comes true, and, you know, movie theaters open and, and restaurants open and all that stuff, like, if I go to a movie theater, I'm still going to wear a mask. Yeah. I think, I don't think I'll ever stop wearing a mask in public. Yeah. Uh, like, if I go to the grocery store, I'm still going to wear a mask. Well, what I always, I always remember back to last year. Where I remember when I bought that those training sessions from that lady. Oh yeah. Who, uh like charged my card. Mm-hmm. And uh there was a guy working at the gym who wore mm-hmm. a mask every every day I saw him. He was a mm-hmm. trainer there. Mm-hmm. And he was always wearing a mask. And I was like, What is the deal with this guy? Yeah. Wearing a mask and we and the trainer was like, I don't I don't pry into other people's business. Mm-hmm. But it was very weird. It was very much like it now mm-hmm. I'm like, that guy smart well you know i live in a there are a lot of asian people where i live and so it wasn't it wasn't all the time but it wasn't uncommon to see just a random asian woman walking around with a mask at the supermarket yeah they knew what they were doing you live in the korea town of diamond bar right i actually people don't know this i live in the korea town of korea town there is a part of the korea town of diamond bar that is so korean it has its yeah. own Koreatown. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I actually, that's funny you say that because I live in the uh, Chinatown of Koreatown. Oh, really? Yeah. I live in the part yeah. where it's Korean, it's Koreans who are also Chinese. Well, what's really funny is I was driving to my house, you know, from um, a, a little bit of Seoul, but S E O U L. It's a restaurant. Uh-huh. Uh to my house. And there were these signs that said, This way to Mexico town. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize there's a Mexico so there's a Mexico town in Koreatown of Koreatown. And um But all the signs just they stopped at my house. And so I guess the Koreans the Koreans in the neighborhood, they see my house as Mexico town. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. That's weird you say that because now I'm starting to really get nervous because I was driving on the freeway mm-hmm. and there was like a crudely made sign that said one mile, ex- one mile and one turn to Fatville. And I was like, <laughs> hmm, that's exactly how yeah. far it takes to get off the freeway in my yeah. house. Uh-huh. So I don't know. My aunt said she's decided to open a theme park, so I don't know what that's about. It, it's so funny that you say that mm-hmm. because um, I came home the other day and my parents had set up like almost like a lemonade stand in front of the house. And it said, come one, come all, see the real life pedophile who lives at home with his parents. And I was like, "What's this about?" They're like, "Oh no, no, no! Yeah, we're doing a skit. We're doing an we're taking an improv class, a oh, sketch writing class. Your parents are they're doing stuff. Yeah, they're doing sketch writing. Yeah, they're doing UCB. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Ultimate Chicano Brothers uh, is the name of the sketch group. And uh, well, I mean, it's you know mm-hmm. they need diversity, so that's good. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and what's funny is, is I was telling him, like, oh, you're doing UCB. And like, yeah, did you know that one time someone drew on Sean? Conroy. Con- yeah, Sean Conroy. Conroy. Sorry. Yeah. Conroy, yeah. And I was like, what? And she's like, someone, Sean Conroy? Sean Do you Conroy? not know who that is? Do you, how do you not know who Sean Conroy it's is? Sean Conroy. Yeah. Is that the guy that played James Bond? No, you idiot. No. That's Sean Connery. Yeah. Who gives a shit about him? Yeah. It's Sean. No one knows what we're talking about. When Lori was interning at UCB, they, yeah. the, you, were, you were there the day after the, the big, was it a New Year's Eve party? It was a New Year's Eve party. And, uh, like, it was a huge shindig. And Sean, this is one of this, one of, like, the teachers slash improvisers there is this man named Sean Conroy. Very, I mean, I've never had an unpleasant interaction with him. So I don't want people to think that it, this is. Well, yeah, in, in, in fairness to Sean Conroy, he's not involved. Really. I mean, his name is, but he's not really involved in this story. No, no. Yeah. And uh, he, so he shows up and he's already, you know, he's already had a fun time. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah. So he essentially goes into the green room and passes out on, on a couch. Mm-hmm. And there was an intern or I think it was, yeah, I think it was an intern volunteering who <clears throat> I had heard through the grapevine. They had taken pictures of them, like they had taken a, sh- a picture of the this one guy putting his balls on Sean Connery's forehead and you know took a picture of it essentially mm-hmm. and so i i didn't know about it but then um <clears throat> i heard about it uh you know later on mm-hmm. when when i was doing the cleanup so yeah. the next day i had to do cleanup and this mm-hmm. woman goes and i don't remember exactly how it, i'm sure you could probably tell the story better but essentially she was just like i had them delete the photo immediately i mean that mm-hmm. is that is awful. You know, you don't do that. And it's, I was kind of, and you know, I was younger at the time and I was also, mm-hmm. and I was also in the mindset of like, I'm sure if Sean Conroy had an, an ability to do that, he would have, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I don't think he would have passed it. And so I was like, it's kind of funny though. Mm-hmm. And she turned to me and she goes, it's Sean Conroy. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. And she kept repeat, she kept saying it like, as if like, like that was going to make it like, don't you know who that is? That it just almost it reminds me a little bit of another weird story where somebody just yelled stuff at me like I was going to pick it up. But there, I used to I worked this horrible gig over Christmas one time where I was a, a assistant to a school photographer, mm-hmm. and it was just a group of people taking photos, and we would go set up at schools, and then we would you know take the photos, and then that was it. And I was in charge of like setting everything up, and then getting the kids in line and getting them ready. Mm-hmm. And I one time like I'm pretty sure ruined a child's photograph because he wanted to get, he wanted his hair slicked back Mm -hmm. and then I guess I put too much water in it. And so his hair was just so wet that Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm sorry, kid. I don't know what to do. So, um, but one time we were out of school and the, we, you know, we were done. We call, we usually, what we do is we would call, we would notify, have them notify all the teachers. And then we would do a 20 minute, you know, reminder towards the end that we're wrapping up so any students who need to can go take it and then we would do a 10 then we'd start counting down 10 minute reminder five minute reminder then we would wait for 10 minutes after we were Mm -hmm. supposed to be leaving to in case any students had forgotten so we were already 10 minutes and we were done we were packing up 
And uh, this woman comes out, this little boy comes out and says, oh, I have to take a photo. It's like, oh, sorry, you can't. We're done. Mm -hmm. And he runs screaming, crying. And so the way that the school was is it was like there was a two-story building. So the teacher was on the second story and she could look over and see us. So she comes out of her classroom and kind of looks down and says, hey, just so you know, this kid is autistic. And And that's it. That's all she said. And I said, okay, well you know, he was late. He can't take the photo. And she goes, he's autistic. And I said, good. Okay. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, once again, we are done. We're packing up. And then she goes, he is autistic. And I was Uh like, okay. (laughs) And I started looking at other people to be like, you're going to help me with this. Like, I don't know. And they did. Another person there said, Okay, you have to under- excuse this giant woman. She's autistic. And the woman's like, she's a good artist? No, 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 no. no, no. She is autistic. autistic. And then she goes, well, he is autistic. <laughs> and she was like, she is autistic. It was like a, it was like who's on first, but if they just kept yelling first. Yeah. <laughs> first! <laughs> So, you know, I just, I just was like, and she like screamed it at me. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do with that information. And she was just like, forget it. Walked away. And I was like, I imagine she thinks she's having a completely different conversation. Did he get his picture taken? No, we were done. I'm not setting everything up again. This week, the girls put on a fairy tale theater with puppets and take boring, you know, my eyes are dilated. Take boring curtains and try to make them into exciting couture looks. In the end, Annie Mae Wong is named the winner of the challenge, while Dearest Doll and Morrigan are forced to go head to head in a lip sync battle for their lives. After all was said and done, Dearest Doll survived to see another day while Morrigan was asked. To sashay away, Laurie K. Rog- no, Lorian K. Roggenkamp, uh, why don't you share with us two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? Uh, I will say, what I didn't like is, I didn't like the fact that they, with, for the, for the puppet fairy tale, mm-hmm. that some of them, they let go on for what I felt like was too long, and others, they didn't really show at all. Uh-huh. So I don't feel like we got a good idea of everyone's puppet show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad Morgan uh, lost, but I was very nervous that Morgan was not going. <laughs> I, I, you know what's so funny? I, I had the same nerves. It's so funny that you say that. Because I felt like it was like they seemed like they were so upset, which doesn't make any sense because they – we're saying that she's not very good, mm-hmm. but they just seem like so upset that they had to send her home. And I was just like, what does she give you guys blowjobs after we're, the show? We're going to get into that. I thought this ending of this episode was one of the strangest endings I've ever seen in any Drag Race episode. Well, and then also I will say one of the things that I did like, which is yeah. I know it's going to sound like a criticism, but I is I feel like cancel culture has not reached Thailand yet because <laughs> yeah. these – these girls 
are so vicious to each other. But uh-huh. then it's like it's you real. Then it's like oh, they act, they're fine with it. They think it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Like the at the end when they were like when the one I thought she sarcastically yelled happy birthday. It was like no, it was a really sweet thing. And then mm-hmm. you know I would have been embarrassed, but she was loving it. And then in the in the puppet show. Several times, Jaja and other queens were called out and made fun of, and they were like, "Oh, that's sweet." <laughs> like, well, especially like, Jaja, they were like, there were at least at least two of the puppet shows were about murdering Jaja. <laughs> like, yeah, and how she like is like a, a terrible person. And there was like another <laughs> one where it's like Mini. They were like Mini Minaj is like a. a a terrible like she doesn't deserve to live or something like that and then it's like oh you miss your friend and it's like yeah it it, it, you're right. it was very very strange it was very I very weird that. yeah and so i'm just like i feel like i actually kind of think it's i think it's kind of interesting because it's like oh well maybe that's just how they show affection is by being very evasive and you know uh and, and evil towards mm-hmm. each other so. Uh, two things I liked about the episode. I actually think that this, and this is, it seems to be true with a lot of the international versions of Drag Race where they have, uh, better challenges. So I thought, I actually thought that the mini challenge idea was great. And I thought that the idea of the turning the curtains into, uh, couture was a great idea. We'll, yeah. we'll get into the execution in a second, but, I thought they were really good concepts that would love to see them on Drag Race. Drag Race Hall in sort of the same way. They do some things that are really interesting. Yeah. And uh, I like that. Um, they obviously, they do, you know, on regular Drag Race now, they have the girls um, for editing reasons. Whenever they do the confessionals, they always wear the same clothes and style their hair the same way. And they don't do that on this show. So, like, it's done per episode and i thought like dearest doll looked incredible and with morgan it looks like they brought her back specifically when she got eliminated to talk about it because she looked really good on the confessionals when she was talking about her elimination yeah uh she looked really really good i was like whoa morgan glow up um the one thing i didn't like and you touched on this i think they didn't have a lot of content for this episode uh, which and I think that's true because my script itself is very short. There isn't really a lot to this episode, so they stretched everything out so yeah. long. That mini challenge was so the mini cha- the mini challenge ended like halfway through the episode. It was so long, and then the part where they were picking the curtains. So, like on Drag Race, all of that would have been done within fifteen minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, they they and they had like they were having like conversations, like it was like a whole yeah. thing, and it was like, oh, okay, like yeah. Let's, at some point, I was just like, oh, this is the show, like, <laughs> which yeah. you know what I'm fine with. I was like, okay, that's that's the show. Yeah, it was just I I attribute a lot of that to budget, you know. Holland has some of the Holland and Thailand are very similar, actually, uh, because they're both very low budget versions of Drag Race. I feel Drag Race UK and Canada's Drag Race have higher budgets, but uh, and so like like Drag Race Holland does the same thing where they use the same um, karaoke version of RuPaul songs over and over again. The editing is bizarre. 
uh, it's the same thing in Drag Race Thailand. It's a lot of weird shit that goes on, and, and this is one of them. All right, let's move on. Um, after Bunny's elimination, I'm a diva bitches about the same girls always posing for airtime. The girls throw some shade at eliminated queen Bunny B. Fly. Annie Mae Wong reveals the, an Annie curse. For the mini challenge, the girls pick pup that. Well, hold on. Pick a peck of pickle peppers. The girls pick puppets off a hot pit crew member in boxers and create their very own fairy tale, which they have to perform in front of the judges and each other. Uh, and apparently also have to tie in how they want to murder Jaja. In the end, Dearest Doll won the challenge with a puppet show about her plot to kill fellow contestant Jaja. Lori Roggenkamp, what were your thoughts on everything that happened from walking in the workroom for the first time after the elimination all the way to the end of that mini challenge? So two things. Um, the first is that I have... I typed out as much as I could all of the, the as much of the story as I could get from each oh, of the really? details. Okay. So um, we can go over that. Oh, interesting. The, sec- the second thing is the one thing I, I, I pretty feel like it pretty was, you know, other than the fairy tales, it was kind of, you know, straightforward. Although I was very upset. Very upset. That they brought that freaking gorgeous Ken doll oh. to the, to <sighs> the, uh, you know, the workroom and then put them in the back of the corner when they were looking for the puppets. It was oh like, God. Them in the middle, that is weird. They, the yeah. They kept them in the back of the room. It was so, so yeah. strange. Oh, I was like, what are you doing? When you have a, when you have a bright light, you don't hide it away. Yeah. You put it out in front. All of those picker oh. people are so hot. Oh my God. And I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. I was like, when what's her face was like, oh, they're they're being really coy and they're putting the clip inside the pants. I was like, I don't think that's true. I think you just wanted to go inside his pants. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just wanted to put your hand inside his pants. Yeah. Uh. So 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 but I have the, yeah. I yeah have I'm the, curious to hear. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So you want to just go down the line? Yeah. Of all the okay. So B Ella. Mm-hmm. Once upon a line. Okay. Time. She meant time. Okay. There was an orphan elephant living in a jungle. Her mother died at the hands of a human who was hunting for ivory. Okay. And her mother told her that she must go and find that human and avenge her death. So I am assuming what happened was that she found her mother had been killed by a a human hunting for ivory. So it's probably like her tusks had been torn out. Mm -hmm. You know, she was basically on her last breath and was like, what, please avenge my death. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she enters the city and sees a handsome man with a very hot body. <laughs> Suddenly her trunk stiffens up. Mm-hmm. Her trunk is pointing up and the man gives her his banana and then she chews the banana. So she had accidentally in the thing they were making fun of because she accidentally reached for a sugar cane she had a banana and a sugar cane in her hand. I don't know why she had a sugar cane, mm-hmm. but she accidentally reached for the the sugar cane and gave gave the elephant the sugar cane. In fairness, I often make the same mistake. I do too. Yeah. Uh, when I'm thinking of things to put up my girlfriend's vagina. <laughs> um, so she. Um, uh-huh. So 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 the the story goes. Uh huh. There was an elephant living in the jungle. Her mother, essentially like a ba- a Bambi come to life sort of thing, but with elephants. The mother was 
you know, mutilated and killed for her ivory and mm-hmm. on her dying breath said, avenge me, kill mm-hmm. the man yes. who killed me. Uh-huh. So the elephant goes into town, sees the man and goes, that was the guy that killed her mother. That was the guy that killed her mother. I'm assuming. And she was like, he has a pretty fucking hot dick. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like, I can see his, I can see his six pack and I can see his bulge. Uh-huh. And so apparently her penis is also, her trunk is also her penis. Yeah. Her, yeah. I guess this is a elephants have, pe- they're, they're, they're essentially the, the whole, the going forward, that's just common knowledge that elephants trunks are penises. Yeah. So it, boy, girl, you have a, you have a dick for a, a nose. Mm-hmm. So, her dick gets her nose dick gets hard and she but then instead of fucking the guy or sucking the guy's dick she she eats his banana so he gives her i don't know if that's like like code for dick or mm-hmm. whatever but so while she has this hard trunk she's also sucking this guy off so that's a horrible story it's a hor- it's a horrible story all right what's the next one all right, Jaja. Now okay. this one okay. I loved. You did because <clears throat> it was so bad it was good. Mm-hmm. Because this one, Jaja does not move the crocodile's lips or move the crocodile in any way, shape, or form okay. ever throughout the entire story. So yeah. it's just a lone puppet with its mouth closed. Mm-hmm. No, nothing happening. Okay? okay. Once upon a time, there was an albi- there was this albino crocodile. Okay. One day she gets bullied by many green crocodiles. Okay. And this fairy godmother, but the way that she pronounces it, it sounded like cock mother. Yeah. Like she was like this fairy cock mother. This fairy cock mother appeared. Okay. And then one day she was asked by this fairy cock mother, if you clean the swamp, if you clean the lake, I will turn you into a green, fabulous, beautiful crocodile. Okay. And then she cleaned. Now, the issue I have with this is that I'm assuming while she was telling the rest of the story, or that could be it, they cut out to uh, to, to other people talking about the story. So we don't know any more information about the story. So but don't you think that's sort of weird because in a fairy tale, I would imagine that the moral of said tale would be something along the lines of you should be be you should feel beautiful for who you are it's yeah. not like oh no no you yeah you are ugly if you do me this favor some chore yes. if you do some chores i well, will make you look like everyone else maybe this is thailand but yeah that's what maybe that's how they view it in thailand is like no 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 like you should feel bad and you should also clean more yeah so yeah so that's that's her fairy tale okay. so anime is the mm-hmm. next one yeah and she starts off by, hello, my name is Annie. Anna, I got a story to tell you. Great intro. Oh, hello, pretty big gr- sister in green. <laughs> That's She's talking to uh, the host who okay. was dressed in all green. Mm-hmm. And that handsome big brother, are you a Chinese monk? Which apparently is a, is a, you know, a zing because he looked very like, how dare you? Yeah. So, Everyone here reminds me of my little sister. She looks slightly like a horse. She thinks that she's Nicki Minaj of Thailand. <laughs> but I would love to know who gave her that title. Is it roast? She... Yes. <laughs> Did she come up with it with that herself? Yeah. 
I think she looks like Manny, the horse face girl. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to tell you. Bye bye. <laughs> that's her fairy tale. All right. So, and then all, and then that's the one that I was telling you at the end. They go, I think you just miss your friend. And I was like, friend? <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's almost like it's our relationship, but if we gave no context, yeah. you know, we just started talking shit about like each other. Like, if I showed up at your parents' house on Thanksgiving and just like, what's up, you fat pig? You know, yeah. and they're like, what the? Well, would, with your I family, would... they might join in. Yeah, they might be like, <laughs> Yeah. All right, Amadeva is next. Okay, Amadeva, yeah, what does she do? Now, again, this this story is cut out okay. uh, a little bit, so I'm going to read you what I had. Right. So it, it's a little bit, but it's not a lot, okay? Sure, sure. Once upon a time, there was a queen from a faraway planet planet called Grinder. Now, I feel like this, out of all, even the even Dearestall, mm-hmm. this out of all the, the fairy tales has, I think, the best um opening okay because i feel like it's it's a fun it's a fairy we know it's a queen it's a mm-hmm. fairy tale and it's also grinder so it's going to be a funny gay story yeah you know? i agree mm-hmm. she traveled to a very comfortable world hello i'm not that rich i'm only a queen so apparently she's introducing herself to the world okay i think i may i think maybe this isn't my world i think it's time for me to return to my planet to take care of the people of my planet all right so then I she So then she start she's talking some more but we don't know what she's saying and then she says I think my time is up and they say no you have more time and she goes mm-hmm. oh it's not over yet but I can leave before my time is over right and they said yes and she leaves. So <laughs> what I love about this story she goes she introduces herself to the world and then go, and then Amelia goes eh, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> And what's the next one? Dearest Doll. Okay, Dearest Doll. This is where she wants to like kill Zsa Zsa or something. Like yes. That. Okay. Once upon a time, because she stretches out, there was a King Lion. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm King Lion. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it later. But she was no ordinary king. So now they're referring to her as she, but, yeah, uh, you know, well, whatever. She was a gay king. Not just gay, but she was g-g-g-g-g-g-gay. <laughs> Every morning, she would look into the magic mirror after waking up. Magic mirror. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Mm-hmm. The fairest one is that bitch, Jaja, of course. <laughs> huh? Jaja? How so? She's very fair. Take a look at how she does her makeup. She sure is the fair- fairest. <laughs> Don't you agree? She's fairly sure that she paints herself to look like an entrance to the zoo each time. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I'm I'm assuming it's like she's, you know, she looks like one of the animals. Or yeah. I think the translation's lost. So what do I need to do to be the fairest one of all? It's simple. You just need to kill her. Murder <laughs> the shit out of that bitch, Jaja. How am I supposed to do that? First, you need a disguise. Yeah. That way, I think the mirror just wants Jaja. <laughs> I know. I don't think I don't think the mirror's being fair. Yeah, I think the mirror just said because they were like, I, I know what I'm gonna have this fucking bitch kill Jaja. I hate her. I, I borrowed seven hundred dollars from Jaja. I have no ch- yeah. no way I'm gonna pay her back, so I'm just gonna fucking kill her. Yeah. Uh, that way, no one will know who you really are. 
okay, I'll disguise myself to be even more butch. Yeah. Wait a second. One, two, three. And then she shows up and she's like, got glitter on and some earrings. And so when the the puppet shows back up, she goes, eat it. (laughs) I've transformed into the Black Knight. So how will I kill her? Try throwing your earring at her face. You got it. So then she takes the earrings off the puppet and throws it. And uh, Pangina and Jaja are sitting right next to each other. And she throws it right at Pangina's face. Yeah. <laughs> so by, she said she was such a tor- terrible throw. So then, and then they go, and then the last thing is, bye, Jaja. So. <laughs> How many more do we have? Mm-hmm. Let's see. We have Petra, mm-hmm. Oregon, mm-hmm. and Natalie Applycam. All right, let's buzz through. And they're, and they're tiny. They're small. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried because there's actually not much to this episode. So, uh, yeah, but I want to I be out of here in 15 minutes. These are all ones, again, I think, except for Natalie Applycam, mm-hmm. which even she, I think people were doing, they did a cutaways and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, more, especially Petra's. Petra is very short. Hello there. I may look like a frog. Everyone thinks that I'm a princess that sells frogs, but that's not the case. I sell my pussy. Who said this? Petra. Okay. That's it. That's all we know. Because <laughs> they did so many t- cut to, they did so many responses to people <laughs> saying how bad the story was, but then we don't know the rest of the story. Wait, say the story again. It's my favorite one. Hello there. I may look like a frog. Everyone thinks that I'm a princess that sell frog, sells frogs, but that's not the case. I sell my pussy. <laughs> I'm, di- I'm dying to know where that goes. Yeah, I know. Don't you think you would, it, it, editors of the show, you would think they would be like, yeah, we got to figure out where this goes. No, no, no. <laughs> The dearest doll one gets like the whole time, but this one nothing. So we okay. should we should make a new fairy tale based on that premise. A print a, a frog that people think is a princess who sells frogs, but no 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 no. No, she just sells her pussy. Her <laughs> frog pussy. <laughs> Can you imagine a frog sitting on the corner in a car? Pulling up really slowly with a guy, like a nerdy guy with glasses, rolls the window down, and he's like, hey, you like to party? You know? Ribbit. Yeah. Ribbit. He goes, and by the way, and then the frog says, you know, are you a cop? Because you have to tell me if you're a cop. Oh, see, I just imagine the frog just says, ribbit. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, later we see the guy fucking the frog. Yeah. Oh, you get such good head, frog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is The more- end. Yeah. All right, this is Morgan. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a monkey named Jack Jack. <laughs> this monkey goes to school every morning. Yeah. I'm not a straight man. I'm actually gay. Dad, mm-hmm. I will survive. Thank you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, read me that one again. <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was a monkey named Jack Jack. Okay. This monkey goes to school every morning. I'm not a straight man. I'm actually gay. Dad, I will survive. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the whole story. But 
That's all we hear because they do so many cutaways. <laughs> okay, we have one more left, right? All right, Natalie, apply again. Okay, here we go. Once upon a time in China, there was a queen named Kim Wei. Long live the queen. Uh-huh. However, this queen cannot speak a human language. Therefore, she has me as her translator. Okay. Now, I think this is Natalie Apply Clam being like super nerdy. Yeah. Like, you know, you ever meet those people who are like so smart that they have to like, they have to break down everything and it's like, oh, I, it must. So she's probably like, it doesn't make sense. Logically, it doesn't make sense that this puppet's talking. So, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were you were right with this. Where like they go to Natalia's like workstation and she's like she's drawn maps of the whole kingdom and like she has a oh, backstory yeah. of like you know there was a war of seven elves and you know like there's a whole backstory we don't know about you know the world yeah, building. Prob- probably, but what I love is that she also has to like explain why. Why she's talking for the puppet, yeah. you know, like she has to be like, oh, because there's so she like useless. Okay, so I'm gonna start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time in China, mm-hmm. there was a queen named Kim Wei. Okay, long live the queen. However, this queen cannot speak a human language, therefore, she has me as her translator. Okay. She says she wants to congratulate Miss Natalie Applycamp for winning the mini challenge and the maxi challenge. <laughs> she wants me to tell this to Jar Jar Binks. Oh, she says, never mind. Let her stay confused and get sent home. So I think she meant Jaja, like yeah. she was making fun of Jaja. And then that was like a diss. Oh, never mind. Let her, she says, never mind. Let her stay confused and get sent home. So. Which is funny because I think in the confessional, Natalia talks about how. She she doesn't really like Jaja. But I mean, it's kind of hard to tell if who doesn't like somebody and who does because they're all terrible to. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we know, Dearest Doll wins. Well, she did have the most cohesive story that we saw. You know. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, the next day, the girls get together in a room with wall-to-wall curtains for this week's mini challenge. A maxi challenge, I'm sorry. The girls can choose up to three curtains to create their own signature looks for the runway. As the winner, Dearest Doll went first and then chose which queen followed her. This continued in succession until all the queens had chosen curtains. Uh, did you have any big thoughts on the looks, Lori? Uh, no, I mean, I kind of felt like, I don't know. I felt like they were all kind of... Uh, okay. Like, they were just all kind of middle of the road. Yeah. So, I didn't really have, like, a... Uh, I didn't really hate any, except for Morgan. Yeah, Morgan... Like yeah, Morgan's terrible. It was like, thank God she's gone. I feel yeah. like the competition's gonna really start now, now that Morgan's gone. And I'm very curious to hear what they say about her when they go back in the workroom. I, I, don't, I don't think they'll be very nice. No. No. Uh, all right, let's go on to on the main stage after the judges deliberated. Anime Wong was named the winner of the challenge. Ajaya was safe, but was warned by the judges to bring it next week. B. Ella, Dearest Doll, and Morgan were in the bottom three. After a tense mo- moment, B. Ella was left off the hook, leaving Dearest and Morgan to lip sync for their lives. The song Is It Okay by Katria English. In the end, despite tripping on her dress, Dearest was uh, told Shantae you stay, and Morgan was asked 
to sashay away on her birthday in one of the weirdest moments of the show pangina heels led the cast in a chorus of happy birthday as they said goodbye to morrigan laurie any final thoughts on the episode um you know it you know what it reminds me of what the the uh, lip sync is um i feel like now i feel like they're actively trying to be awful because um you know, remember South Park when they had that thing where they were playing, the kids were playing baseball and they hated baseball, so they were trying to suck at it so they mm-hmm. could get loose, so they could just go and play with their friends. But mm-hmm. then it was like they'd play another team who was trying to be even worse, so they yeah. just became like the worse off. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about these lip syncs because, I mean, mo- here we have Dearest All literally focusing, all, like, tr- taking off her shoe, doing that yeah. thing where she, like, takes off her shoe and then will turn to the audience and be like, and just yeah. make, like mouth mouth you know sounds or yeah. just kind of like move her mouth not even lip singing and Morrigan goes eh, I can one up you and just kind of like stays in one place and just you know doesn't even move her mouth like it was just like yeah there the was hell? a part there was a part where she was openly not moving her mouth yeah I felt like she was literally trying to not not be successful at this. Yeah, no, it was clear Dearest Doll's gonna go home, but I, I would never underestimate them though. But what, what's funny too is, um, is, so, you know, Morgan's, it's, she, she's really upset that she's going home, right? Like she's crying or something. And then all of a sudden, Pangina's. No, she's not even, she doesn't even respond to it. She's totally apathetic to, that's even the weirdest part. She's totally apathetic to the fact that she's going home. She's like, yeah, okay, I'm going home. Walk well, gets to like the end of it, and yeah. then they, and then Pagina goes, uh, happy birthday, and that's <laughs> when she starts crying. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't really, part, yeah, I remember a part where she was crying. Yeah, it was weird, like, yeah, you're, to the thing, and then all of a sudden, apropos of nothing, as she's walking out, almost as if she said, don't, you know, don't keep, make the door doesn't close right, make sure you, glo- yeah. in, that, in that kind of tone, she goes, happy birthday. And then that's, yeah, she starts crying and then everyone starts singing a weird, like, awkward, like, happy birthday to you. Yeah. And then they gather around her. And what's even funnier is I feel like, who was the lady who was the, who, not lady, who's the host? Who's like the main host? Not Pangina, but the other Aria. Aria, she, she goes like, she looks at like Pangina as almost, I feel like literally saying, if I had known that this was her birthday, I would, I would have not voted her to go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, like legitimately looks at Pangina like, why didn't you tell me this? Yeah. Like, and it was one of those things where I was just like, she's awful. Like, she should go home. But yeah, yeah. like it was so weird. It was literally, she, Morgan has no, no, like, register of any emotion. And then as soon as Pendragon says happy birthday, she immediately goes, this is what I wanted. Yeah. It, it, it was a very, very strange, strange moment. Yeah. It was very, very, very strange. I did not understand it at all. It was super, super weird. And then, yeah, then she goes off and then they're like, all right, come back. Let's now just randomly dance to a RuPaul song and then get out of here. I feel badly we didn't talk about the looks, but I have to keep this at 45 minutes. And you're right. There wasn't a look that was pre- – even the looks that they were saying were really great. I thought everything was a super blah. I actually strangely really like this week's guest judges. 
I they seemed very dramatic, but yet that one girl was crying even before they sent anyone home. Yeah. I felt the guesters were more, and then there was a one that they called the monk, but I guess it's not really his name. No, and I felt like, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he's a very big name, but I legit felt, you know, when you're like, um, I don't know. Remember when you used to do comedy? I, I this happened a lot in improv stuff, so I don't know if it happened a lot in stand up. But it used to happen a lot where it's like, oh, there's a character showcase. Can you do a character showcase that I have? And they're like, oh, I don't have a character. It's like, well, it's in five hours, so you'll figure it out. <laughs> and then they just kind of show up with like some rant, like, care. This is the sandwich guy that I met earlier, or something, you know? And it's yeah. like, I felt like they called him and they were like, we need you to be like a avant garde drag, you know, drag performer. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what that is. It's like, well, it's in five hours, so you'll figure it out. <laughs> and that's what he showed up with. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's all, it's a very, very strange show. I mean, I, yeah. s- I see why people are obsessed with it because it's so strange. I still – it's hard for me to get – because I'm also – I co- like it. Yeah. I'm covering Drag Race Holland as well. Uh-huh. And it's just very str- – because Drag Race Holland's almost – I actually hate there's a lot about Drag Race Holland that I like, but it's such a – milk toast version of old seasons of drag race that i'm like okay well i know it's gonna you know like it's okay we've seen this right this is just a very strange show it's a very strange show and there's something very endearing about how strange it is yeah but it's very very strange all right Lori. well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of rupaul's drag race recap thailand be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each episode of drag race thailand season one so for Lori Roggenkamp and myself bye is there an outro for this not really no oh where can people find you again? Uh, Lori, you at Lori, you liar. Oh, that's right. At Lori, it's L A U R I, the letter U, U, liar. Liar. And then you're also on Bloody Podcast. Yes. Which in a few minutes, you're going to go and do uh, a special Patreon episode for you. What, yeah. What's the Patreon episode? It's our cinema where we watch stuff from history. Oh, what like, movie did you guys watch? Uh, Winchester. What's that about? Winchester Mansion? Yeah, it's a it's a horror movie based off the Winchester Mansion. Oh, interesting. So it's essentially like the spirits, you know, uh, Helen Mirren plays Sarah Winchester. Seems historically accurate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week for yet another episode of Drag Race Thailand. <laughs>